0: Jive. Okay, let's do it. Let's start with transcendent moments in your mm-hmm. life. I love transcendent moments because they can be good. They can be good or bad. And my opinion is that moments in our life are all neutral, regardless. If it's bad, then it's it's a place of of learning and growing. It's it's an ex- experience that that you can that can empower you, or you can become victim to it. So mm-hmm. either a quote unquote bad experience or a quote unquote. Um, amazing experience where you felt like you arrived.
1: It's like a real time expand expansive experience, like something that. Um, I mean, the first thing that popped to mind was actually um, when I had like completely felt like I hit a wall physically, mentally, and emotionally, spiritually. Every plane that I could tap into, I felt like I had completely hit a wall I think this was in 2015 like actually hit a wall like like I was like dying I had been working so hard um not I'm not trying to be a I wasn't like feeling like a victim it's just like at all it's just like when you go into those rabbit holes of creative immersion um financial difficulty, uh, being a nomad, um, partying too much for those circumstances. It was like a work hard, play hard period of years to the grind in New York and like festival to festival and like everything was magical and beautiful. But like eventually after this one event at the Savannah Film Festival in 2015, after a week of these parties and speaking on panels, and it was like, literally, I felt my whole being just like deflate. I thought I was going to crawl into a hole and never, ever, ever come out. Cause I was just exhausted. And I decided to go onto Google and like put in 12 words in the Google search box that just were like coming up for me and not to ask anyone advice or guidance or anything. And these words led me to a place called Pachamama in Costa Rica, which is basically a kind of like a commune almost. I don't, I won't get into too much of what that is, but I went for a week of like the super deep uh, body cleanse, which ended up also cleansing the mental and the emotional And I was like reborn, like literally reborn. And from that experience, my diet changed, my lifestyle changed, my pacing of my, the way I worked changed. Um, It was like really important. It became a very clear message that these pauses, so to speak, I didn't plan to talk about that, but that's like kind of where we are right now as a collective. Um, are really important to growth, really important to expansion, really important to um, our organs, our mind, our spirit, our everything. And so that was one week and I had an incredibly profound experience. It had a big impact on me. Um, Hopefully that was a good answer to your question. Yeah, did you get cacao there the first time? Was that my first cacao experience? Yeah. Um, No, 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 no.
0: I love how you bring wasn't, that into your, your events.
1: Yeah. I mean, cacao is a plant medicine, um, at, when it's ceremonial grade, uh, and comes from Mayan culture, um, pre-coffee, uh, very mm-hmm. much a ritual, very much about, um, setting intention and heart opening and, you know, sharing dreams and on the, on the physiological, it also promotes circulation and, and energetic flow. Um, so it's got a lot of healing properties as much as it does uh, have the ability to help with manifestation. And so, yeah, it's been really fun to bring those into um, film stuff, art stuff, yeah. you know, it's nice cause you get a very high vibration from the cacao. Mm-hmm. so it's nice to kind of set the tone that way and then go in to watch a film rather than alcohol, which like is also totally fine um but different yeah. it it tweaks the vibe in a different way so yeah. yeah i've been playing playing around with different different stuff
0: yeah uh that's beautiful and and your a big takeaway with that was allowing having an awareness and I love what you said about not um Reaching out for advice, like you were listening to spirit, you were listening to uh, your intuition, and outside of Google, <laughs> you didn't reach out for advice. And I I love that because so often we uh, are seeking for other people to give us an answer that we know we know, right? We know intuitively mm-hmm. what the answer is, and we just want someone to 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 you know. That's why I love to listen because that person is intuitively going to get to their own answer
1: ultimately mm-hmm.
0: and or ask evoking questions um and sometimes people just need to hear to be heard you know to to talk and be heard and so uh you listen to that internal guidance saying i don't want advice i know what the truth is i just get to look inside and, and discover it um And I think that that's really important um, because so often in our narratives and filmmaking and our careers, we look for advice, we look for someone to, you know, coach is one thing and a mentor is one thing. You certainly have those in your life, Um, but we look outside in the entertainment industry to give us something. Mm-hmm. As opposed to knowing intuitively what we have to offer and giving mm-hmm. that. And this because- is so
1: relevant., <laughs> yeah. Yo. Um, my two producing partners are actually on this chat. like and we've been talking a lot about humanizing the icon and how we we look to this sort of these iconic figures, whether religious or Hollywood, um, to sort of give us our crutch. And our leadership. So there's a balance. There's there's a balance. But to understand there's the icon within, you know, too. So it's the... That's a different Absolutely. subject. But, like, that was so right on, like, what we've been talking about with my team on the side. So... Yeah,
0: I love... Yes. And the thing that we love about gods and how we celebrate icons is they... they They, <laughs> they are... They are, mm. we're a mirror of them. They are a mirror of us. I mean, look, if you look at all the Greek gods, they're just, they're, they're, they're superhuman, right? They, they all have human, they have jealousy, they have all of these things. In the Old Testament, God is, has all those human qualities too, right? God, we are created in God's image. Mm-hmm. Basically, these icons that we celebrate or put up on the pedestal, they're just a mirror image of our best selves in many ways, or our most lighted self and what we aspire to be and if we understand that internally we have that it's just a mirror of us
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right and so um you know when we're when we're those people that we celebrate are literally um just mirrors of of ourselves the reason why we admire them is because they are uh, parts of them are a great part of us and um you know, when people, and, no. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just got excited. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, go
1: ahead. Um, and the icon is perhaps not the person. That's an image, too. That's a projection, too. So we have the icon up on the pedestal, but the, the human behind the icon is actually just figuring it out, too, is going mm-hmm. through their own turmoil, inner and outer. And it's, um it's, a little dangerous of it sometimes to idolize, you know. And I'm yeah. noticing a lot of people that are seen as icons today expressing in different ways their desire to be taken off the pedestal, mm-hmm. you know. Like Jim Carrey is a perfect example, and talking about Jim Carrey is not real, that's the role he's been playing his whole life. And mm-hmm. we're all playing roles in our kind of constructed personality that sort of happens, you know, through conditioning um, forming identity. I mean, that's like, again, a topic that I'm just so fascinated with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martine says God is inside us and yeah, yeah, that is truth. That is love. That is, that is all inside of us. And, all, you know, everything. I don't want to get on a, a big religious <laughs> I know.
1: Not thing. Spirit, However, spiritual, spiritual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, I, but I do want to address, you know, just, just quickly that my perspective of religion and, 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 and the form it quite often takes in kind of the bastardized form or whatever is that we're looking outside of ourselves for an answer we're looking outside ourselves for a leader we're looking outside so that we don't have to be responsible right and and when we look for God inside of ourselves then not only will we find the truth we find the answer we also find our creativity because God created us so, so we could create um but what people look toward religion to do is give a justification or an answer for something that they don't want to be responsible for right how can i be responsible for coronavirus how can i be responsible for you know these bad things that happen in my life and until we are we, we see how we are source. I'm going to go, I'm not going to go off in that direction, but, um, uh, Are you best. sure? I think you're being pulled there. Okay. I know. But what, okay. it,
1: what like, do you want to go down that rabbit hole or do let's, you want to? Let's just
0: address it quickly. Yeah. Okay. Cause, I, Cause it's coming up. Um, and so when we, we, and this is tough because this responsibility, um, holds us accountable. And when we acknowledge that we are source, for any event, then we get to look at ourselves and say, how am I responsible for that? And this is really tough, especially, you know, if you're, if you're not used to doing it. I mean, I love it because I have more control when I go, I'm responsible because, um, you know, I'm responsible for, um, uh, war. I'm responsible for war because I don't give a generosity, right? I'm responsible for war because in my past, I have, have, have held anger inside of me or resentment inside of me or, or felt like I needed to have ownership around something.
1: So you're talking like what I would call is like your vibration, because if you're operating at like a lower frequency, which yeah. is what they're even talking about in science now, then you're actually contributing negatively to the collective. Yeah. So it's not like a direct, people look for those direct links. Like, how would you be responsible for war? But it's, it's just taking ownership in the part in which we co-create You know, all of our realities and what are we doing to raise the collective to where we can see that like, oh, we are part of a whole ecosystem. We are part of a whole unified field. And if we all operate from fear or anger or these so-called lower frequencies, yeah. just in the way you walk, even if you're alone, if it's with anger and, and fear and panic and um, that's literally the vibration that's reverberating into the ether from your vessel, and that is contributing to the collective fear. That yeah. doesn't mean that you don't honor your fear and look at that and work to transmute or release or whatever you need to do. It's a great like reminder. It's not to neglect it, but to yeah. stay in that and to move through the world in that way is your responsibility to the collective as it. much as as much as yourself so just to like elaborate on what you're saying because i yeah am, and am with
0: you and and i, I love all of that yes i'm aligned and and you've enrolled me yes um
1: no, i'm not enrolling you that's why we're <laughs> already friends
0: um, um so uh inside of that so a solution my solution two things one you addressed which is acknowledge my feeling of jealousy acknowledge my feeling of of, of pain or of hurt of resentment so okay i acknowledge that what's underneath that which is my uh you know when i'm talking about generosity uh this need to protect that that is mine um defend myself in fairness uh this stems from my my brother always having you know like having to fight for my fair share right that's where it comes from like that's one of the places and so i can acknowledge not only the feeling and then i can acknowledge what's underneath that why i feel that way and then i get to shift into a a way of being that is um, offering generosity unconditional with no collateral no right or um, i can shift into a higher vibration of joy we have that choice right so that's the solution. That's what I do when, I, when I'm in those places. I acknowledge it and then I shift my vibration, shift mm-hmm. my way.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it reminds me, I was watching the Ram Dass documentary the other night called Becoming Nobody, which is already such a powerful title because instead of becoming somebody, which we're all trying to be somebody, it's actually about becoming nobody, which is like stripping the masks off into this kind of more authentic, way of being Mm -hmm. and in that he says don't get confused and think you have the right to be angry which he got from his guru right which was like it's such a loaded statement because i i can i personally as jennifer cannot be someone to ever tell anyone that they don't have the right to be angry i would never do that right Mm -hmm. everyone is entitled to their feelings On a a certain plane. But there's another plane where it's like, oh, that's ego. I have the Mm. right. And it's like, you could just let the anger come up and pass away. But this sort of righteous, you know, sense of like, I have the right, then gives us permission to act on those feelings. And acting on those feelings is where we get into trouble, <laughs> you know.
0: And and we have the choice to act on those feelings in a way. So anger can can cause. I mean, you can't tell me Martin Luther King wasn't angry, at, you know, at times. And what he did, the actions that he took with that anger, were you know, epic. You know, spreading love and and speech, and like that's how he he took anger and and put it into something good. So certainly addressing, acknowledging our anger. Those are human things. We just get to like, uh, you know, embrace it, acknowledge it, and then you know, shift. Agreed. Um, and also
1: the uh, sentiment of backstory, like attaching to narrative, needing to know why. We're in this like pop psychology culture of, I need to go back into the trauma you know, and, and this was in the Ram Dass thing and it just resonated. Again, I haven't intellectualized it. It's not like something I would, um, get into so much right now, but it was like, what if you just let it all go?
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's that's really interesting. And now what do you do with that? Now, how do you shift your way of being into, to, to shifting so that, whatever caused you anger, you don't get to be that. You get to create something that's, that's, not, that, that's not in the same platform, right, the same. Um, it can be
1: viewed so, as passion. Yeah. It can be, you know, just um, motivation.
0: Yeah, and to- generosity is like that. If you're in generosity, you're, you're, you're not gonna be angry about it because you did that work for the good of something, right? Mm-hmm. And you did it out of generosity, not because you were expecting something in return. Generosity is giving unconditionally, without collateral, without "you owe me," etc. And then when I feel like um, I'm keeping score, or I did this, I did the dishes seven times, right? So somebody gets to do them now, right? No, I just get to do it an eighth time, you know. And and it's just, and then suddenly somebody else comes back around and supports me in something else right so that's the ebb and flow of 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 generosity and then suddenly we're all living in abundance but when i go you owe me it stops the movement it stops the flow Mm -hmm. and you're not paying attention to where you're supported in other arenas so somebody's coming into giving me generosity while i'm giving someone else generosity Mm -hmm. you know and when we hoard when we are takers and we hoard then that constricts and restricts mm-hmm. the, the flow of generosity too um oh tom artamani's on uh what's up buddy um speaking of horror films i did avenge with that guy he's amazing hi tom he's got a really great show um too what's the name of your show tom throw it up there um and uh he does it with susan toro um you would love her Oh, I should introduce you to them. She's great. Um, okay, so uh, that's beautiful. Um, are you complete on that one? Anything you'd yeah. like
1: to Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's a spiral. So actually, you can keep going, but we don't have to. I mean, the next kind of layer of it is okay. Well, if you're if you're expressing generosity in order to get into the abundance flow. Is that also looking for results, you know? So we can leave it there in the sense of how do you purify your intentions? How do you really Mm -hmm. purify your intentions is something to kind of raise as a question. And we can, you know, move on because it's a great one.
0: How, let's apply it. Let's put you on set for a second. So you're directing, producing, and you wrote. Mm -hmm. okay and
1: and what are my tools for keeping like a harmonious set or
0: yeah um your way of being because if you're at that at the helm of that 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 flows down right so Mm -hmm. how do you encourage that harmonious set how do you encourage respect how do you encourage that
1: um I mean for me vibe is the most important thing so sometimes it's group meditation a very strict rule of like not bringing any production office drama onto the set and my producers were super respectful like if somebody even started to to walk onto the set as if they were stressed out i asked them very nicely to just like please go out consider the set like a vacation <laughs> mm. so the creative team would not you know feel that and actually my producers ended up being so thrilled they're like yeah when we need a vacation we go to set now I'm like leave the production office go to set Stressful phone calls, everything else is like happening very, very, very far away. And um, just doing my best to be grounded and nice. Not to say that that's 100%, but if not, then there's definitely an apology. And I can honestly say that my sets are a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Even with all
1: the hardship of all this back of the house stuff going on. They're magical, because whether you're a production assistant, an actor, a caterer producer, it doesn't matter. Everyone yeah. is totally a piece of the pie, totally respected um,
0: and it that takes, energy it takes
1: it takes an army you know
0: and, yeah, and that energy. Is woven into the fabric of the film.
1: It's the alchemy. I call it the invisible alchemy. Alchemy,
0: yeah. You know, it's people so true. will
1: watch, see the film and say, like, we can see how much fun you guys were having. We can see how connected you were. And also rehearsals, which a lot of films don't do rehearsals, um, dinners, mm-hmm. hanging out, deep conversations weeks before shooting, vision yeah. boards, brainstorming, connecting just as people.
0: Yeah. I can't wait for us to create a project together and we get to generate that kind of artistic art and love and flow. And and one other thing, the, the second part of that is, um, as a leader receiving reviews and, and, and you know direct and indirect feedback and criticism or a rejection, what that has given me, the gift of that is that I can take feedback from anybody. I can take rejection from anybody. I can, I can be in a place of utilizing that experience as, uh, you know, that feedback as a result. So I get to shift my way of being to, you know, to promote another, Mm -hmm. you know, another outcome, you know? So, uh, being a leader on set, uh, and a leader, one of my favorite descriptions or, or uh, leadership distinctions is that um, I get to be uh, open to feedback in a way that's either verbal or this is working, this isn't working. And I get to not have an ego about it and move and shift so that people feel comfortable offering opinions and offering their creative input. And I, I love that process, that collaborative collaborative um and contributive uh philosophy on a set and i think it's essential mm-hmm. yeah mary pickford story um mm-hmm. all right uh and i just threw that up as a we got to watch it we got to see it i want to see it the 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 most updated version when do we get to see that
1: we're working on it hopefully yeah. 20 2020 yeah Yay. okay it's been cool. such a long journey it's like might as well finish strong you know <laughs> Don't sell that vision short, you know, to all the artists out there. Honor your vision till the yeah. bitter end.
0: Well, yeah. that kind of takes me into the next uh the And, next and people,
1: honestly, it's not just specific to art. It's, you should honor your life vision, um, regardless of how you spend your time or how you make your money, or you should really do that. Right? hmm
0: That creativity. Um, quickly, so what do you do for yourself uh, to inspire um, inspiration, creativity, motivation? Just give some quick, you know, n- to-dos for yourself.
1: I am um, always inspired. <laughs> I have to calm down sometimes <laughs> more, right. the, more, more that direction. Um, but to get focused which is probably more my challenge sometimes when I am so supercharged with inspiration. Um, and it works in all ways, you know, meditation is really a big, a big thing for me. Um, and also just being present in the moment as best Mm -hmm. as possible, like just honoring, uh, each moment as its own life experience, trying to play with the psyche in days where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to think ahead. I'm not going to think behind. I'm going to do my best to be, or if I catch myself doing that, just use whether it's like using the breath or using a song or whatever it is, like to really experience life fully, you actually do have to be present. Because um, is happening out here. Anxiety and depression really come from being in the past and the future a lot of the time. So if I want to be in a creative flow, <laughs> I have to remember presence is power because the 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 unfolding is in the moment the unfolding is just right now
0: so uh my my friend andres berrientos uh was on here he was the um uh acting coach and translator on our set from race the serpent
1: oh Uh, yay that's
0: still on there if you're you're on there andres what's up buddy um i should get you on here sometime you should jump onto our call at some point, or maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's Too a much
1: technology. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're going
0: to master this. Uh, Andres is a, a beautiful creature. He's, mm. he's passionate. I mean, he's Colombian. So, you know, he's just got that, that, uh, thing about him. He's, he's creative. He's, he's an amazing human being. Mm. I, I spent the better part of my two months in the Amazon hanging out with him. Um, uh, the shaman and,
1: uh, that I love a lot that I've, um sat in ceremony with um does her work in colombia i don't know exactly where but it's beautiful
0: yeah um yeah colombia is a beautiful beautiful country and the people are amazing they're Mm -hmm. incredible people Mm -hmm. we've talked about this a little bit um living in the past and we just kind of (laughs) segued into it um you know when we're living in our past we get to admit like it, it doesn't serve us to avoid uh, anything in the past. We get to have clearing energy around any kind of resentment or, or, or whatever. We get to address it, have an admittance around it because that empowers us, right? That's, that's what makes us our unique. Um, if we're in the Maslow's pyramid and we're, we look at human condition in that Maslow's pyramid, we are all the same, right? Our, all of our needs are pretty much the same as we rise on that pyramid level. Um, however, uh, the, the thing that makes us different and unique is our past life or our our past experience, right? And the thing that makes me different, uh, a different kind of artist is because of the experiences that I've had leading up to. And that's, and if we we don't admit it, or we don't bring that into our awareness, then we're, you know, we're, we're we're blocked. We're hiding something. Um, at least that's my experience. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. one of the things that I teach um but and when we're moving in our moving forward in being present like you said which is great um life is happening in real time it's happening outside of ourselves right our minds only understand a perspective of the past a perspective of the perspective of the past a perspective of the future and those aren't truths right being in the present moment, life is happening in real time out here. I mean, we can get into the quantum multiple, it's not linear. And the only thing that is true is that present moment, yeah. right? We were talking earlier about um, being present, right? Okay, right. And we are we can either be right about our story, right? Uh-huh. Like, like I can either be right about, the, or, or be victim to my story, okay. or I can be right about my vision, right? I can be right about um, what I when get When you to say right,
1: what do you mean?
0: So like faith, like
1: you can be looking in one of those directions or you can be right as in right or wrong. I don't.
0: So, so I'm not, I'm not a fan about of, of, of right and wrong. So let me yeah. clarify okay. that. Right. So, so what I, I prefer using, okay, this is working and this isn't working. Right. So if if I am held victimized mm-hmm. by my story,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: right? If I'm living in the past of, I, this always happens to me, so I'm not going to risk being in a loving relationship, or this always mm-hmm. happens to me, so I'm not going to risk doing another film. Right. Movie, right,
1: okay, so if you're victim of the past, uh-huh. Right,
0: and you're being right about that story, you right. know what I mean? You so mean so like attached,
1: white... you mean attached to
0: it. Okay, yes. I got you, yeah, yeah, I got you. And and while i don't agree with the concepts of right and wrong however uh being right about something Mm -hmm. is ego
1: yeah and it's a way of just like attaching to it and being certain that that is the way yeah yeah
0: and when we are quote unquote vision oriented and we are committed to being in that vision Right. Mm-hmm. I'm committed to creating this in the world. I'm committed to creating this project. I'm committed to being this person. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that we can create. And yeah, it's, the, the word right doesn't really work in that. However, the, the concept of I'm either gonna be victim and in this story and be right about it, or I'm mm-hmm. going to be convinced and committed to this vision and be able to be flexible, renegotiate so that ultimately I get to that vision.
1: Yeah, basically the way that I see it is that being, you know, in living in the future and living in the past, I see both as like very sticky, um, get yourself in trouble scenarios mm-hmm. because if we're attached to the future, we get anxious of that we're not doing enough or how do we get there and we're still not being present. Right. So to, um, also agree to your point that having vision is vital to being motivated and inspired. So what I believe in is like knowing your vision, continuing to plant those seeds, like set those intentions whether it's through meditation, journaling, conversation with friends in a lighthearted way, whatever it is for you that isn't stressful. Yeah. And then you let, and then you let it go. Totally let
0: and it. Then you
1: out. just let it go so then you're able to be in the present and you can then just commit to the moment and commit to the unfolding and you don't need to be obsessing about what your vision is. You have to trust that it's there. It's been planted. The universe is like a garden. You plant seeds and you don't stand over a garden and try to watch and obsess about the seeds growing. You'll kill them. You yeah. actually just visit them from time to time and water them here and there. But you have to trust that it's all been. It's all there. Your subconscious yeah. is doing the work. Everything is happening. So the best commitment to self is to actually be present. That doesn't mean I embody. Uh, anywhere near this as much as i would want to that's a sentence that doesn't make sense but you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. this is what i know and i work on
0: absolutely i mean yeah i mean look you know 2006 i was like i'm gonna be at the oscars by 2015 and i had no way in hell like there was no way that I, i could ever have imagined how i was gonna do that i had a vision I also had a vision of traveling the world. I had a vision of working with indigenous cultures. Right. And mm-hmm. I trusted that. And then I just, what was that?
1: Sage. I love smells it. so good.
0: Yeah. And so I trusted that and my way of, you know, being and being present and, and working hard and, and diving into scripts and diving into uh, material that would, you know, those were all mechanisms that were leading me in that direction.
1: Yeah, but it's like you're also like not, you're not working on those things in order to get to the Oscar.
0: Right. You're working exactly. on those
1: things because you genuinely want to be working on those things. Meanwhile, yeah. you've planted the seed that you would like to be in that position. And yeah. by committing yourself to the moment yeah, really fully, you landed in that position yeah because if you don't commit to the present you'll take a lot of windy roads to get places which is so full of lessons and mm-hmm. like incredible but if you want a more direct path <laughs> and uh, expedited path uh, in terms of working with the law of attraction then the present present is your
0: best friend totally. i know it i know it totally. i 100 percent agree with you and yeah. and being you know being in your vision and being uh a being with integrity, being uh, y- y- being powerful, being responsible, all of those things are ways of being that you, that will, will create and get you to that, that end result, absolutely. We are in line.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell okay. yeah.
0: So here's a fun question. So uh, you get to answer one of the three of these.
1: Give it to me.
0: Okay, uh, answer one of the following, and I call this section, uh, fucking actors. Okay. Cause okay. I, it's actually, you know, with the squiggly lines. And so hurry,
1: it's... I don't want to get cut off. Okay, We're okay, going to leave people right. in suspense.
0: So what famous three questions that you can answer from what famous actor have you slept with?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What famous actor would you like to sleep with? <laughs> or
1: what's the third one? Like what, what, what behaviors annoy me that industry professionals do? Yes. Okay. Um,
0: this is lesson.
1: I guess I don't like smoke and mirrors. So I don't like bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't like, um, I shouldn't even say I don't like because.
0: It's not working. I Those actu- things don't work. That's a really good way I to actually,
1: actually can see through it a lot and it's kind of funny but it's an interesting practice that has become part of the human, you know, collective. Uh, we all do to some degree, but our industry I think has it as like a heightened, or at least it feels that way mm-hmm. because it's such a, there's a lot of like vanity. Uh-huh. And I just think it's, a, it's like um, blowing smoke, you know, pretending like there's excitement around something and there's really not yeah it's as simple as that yeah can't we just be real (laughs) Um, and that applies again across the board you know but as we're sitting here in quarantine i think a lot of us are kind of examining what authenticity means to us so i'm not mad at anyone i'm not hating on
0: anyone no it's like I think I'm going to rephrase that question to what do you feel like, is, and you don't have to answer this because you just did, but what do you feel like is not working in the industry? And what do you feel like is working in the industry? Um, And that's how I'm going to rephrase that question from now on. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's not about like getting mad. It's not about like any of that. It's just about like what's working. How can we move to improve? It's just
1: a waste of energy, but it's such old programming. And also, um, like gratuitous violence and you know telling stories that are not contributing to the elevation of humanity
0: yeah
1: um is something that i have like a fundamental issue with yeah so but that's okay because we're here to um improve on the content that we're putting out into
0: the world and, all right yeah um you mentioned authenticity uh for mm-hmm. me authenticity and this is in acting, this is in life in general.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Authenticity is when I'm vulnerable and I'm the inside of what I'm experiencing is matching the outside of, of what I'm showing, right? So if I'm in turmoil, I get to say, hey, you know what, I'm in turmoil right now, I'm admitting it, I get to address it, and then I get to shift. And so it's reflective, like it, the, the inside is matching the outside. That and uh, I'm, I'm making a commitment to you to, and I, I feel like when we do this, that we begin to be source for it and we begin to uh, create it when we make a commitment. I'm committed to being generous in the world. I'm committed to to being a source for uh, love and abundance and and I get to shift from moment to moment to create that in the world. Uh, anything in line with that or anything that you wanna say just to wrap us up today?
1: Um thank you for opening up this conversation. And um, yeah, it's great to set intention. And I uh, have a commitment to do the work on myself to continue to improve and operate with more and more integrity, applying lessons that I've learned, raising my vibration so I can be of service with the art I create or just the way I move through the world or in any other form or fashion. So I'm definitely um, setting the intention to continue the work and yeah, I'm so grateful to have That's these conversations. Awesome. I think oh. by having, having this conversation just already raises the vibration.
0: Awesome. The Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And
1: it's been fun to see people pop up. I like this Instagram live thing. It's really
0: good been- too. We're going to master it. We're going to yeah. master it
1: we are we are all masters of our own destiny
0: um so with that conclusion um jen i i i love you so much and when i think of you i think of falling flowers in a bathtub
1: (laughs) yay and it's
0: such a beautiful image um so thank you for for being the kind of person that when i think of you i think of falling flowers in the bathtub.
1: oh thank you i think of you as the bathtub (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so i get to lay on and be like thank you for holding me
0: oh uh, well i can't wait to do that post corona <laughs> fire pit uh, time i know i know this was Experience
1: really
0: good cool. yeah connection again um i love you i love you let's, too let's, let's i'll call you take, now uh, i want to like, talk a little to you later quick. i'll let you know how this goes
1: i'm gonna call you on the phone just real quick
0: on the cellular device
1: yeah all right